You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for April 5th, 2020, Palm Sunday. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Peter Walsh. It's based on Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. We've gone from hosannas in the highest heavens to crucify him. We've gone from the top of the Mount of Olives to the bottom of a burial cave. We've gone from life to death with betrayal and denial and torture in between. It is a tough Sunday. We hear from St. Matthew's Gospel that when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil. So we are in turmoil too. We have a worldwide health crisis. We have a worldwide economic crisis. In the paper the other day, it noted in a very serious article that every inhabited part of the globe is now in trouble. In Jerusalem, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, that central edifice of the Christian, that sprawling church that is built over Golgotha where Jesus was crucified, it's built over the cave grave where he was placed and then, of course, was resurrected. That sprawling church is closed today. Normally on Palm Sunday, there is a procession. Goes, it starts at the top of the Mount of Olives at a church that is dedicated to the place where Jesus got on that, that humble donkey. And it comes down this procession, and it rolls down a very, very steep and narrow street. The pilgrims would come down and go into Domus Flaviat, which means the Lord weeps. It's that place in Luke's Gospel where it says that Jesus stopped and wept over Jerusalem and over the, over the second temple. And then it comes back down this steep hill. The Garden of Gethsemane is on the right. One goes through the Kidron Valley and then up toward and into the old city of Jerusalem. And the old city of Jerusalem, of course, is narrow, cobbled streets with the, with the merchants right on the side and these 15,000 pilgrims kind of go like this, step by mini step, as they, they work their way toward the courtyard out in front of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And then if they're, they're lucky or they can stand it, they, they make their way into that sprawling place. But not today. The Palm Sunday procession is canceled. There's a travel ban. There's no pilgrims throughout the world. And all those who live in Jerusalem are to shudder in their own homes and only leave for food and for medicine. The Church of the Holy Sepulchre has not been closed since the Black Plague in the 1300s. St. Mark's Episcopal Church in New Canaan, Connecticut, where I'm currently standing, has its doors closed for the first time since 9-11. There's no Palm Sunday procession here with, with our burgeoning and big uh, church school marching around the church. Not now. We live in a time of banner headline to banner headline. In the local online, one of the local online papers this week, on Friday said, 
Connecticut next hotspot for coronavirus, White House official says. Those of us who live here and have been listening to Sunday mornings with Mike Handler, we know this. The next three weeks for the people in our neighborhood look to be, look to be grim at best. The number of COVID-19 cases can overwhelm the capacity of our hospitals to care for people who are sick. These are hard days, and these are historic times. Books are going to be written. COVID-19, the plague of 2020. And almost as though this were a chapter in the book, along comes Holy Week. Holy Week is the grimmest and most difficult time in the church year. Often, Holy Week coincides with school breaks, and it leads to a kind of odd dissonance. So in the high holy days of the Christian tradition, we often find that churches are relatively empty, and the faithful are away on a catch-as-catch-can basis for their, their high holy days, a sort of Good Friday on the beach. Not this year. The beaches are closed. No one's going anywhere. So the truth is, we spend much of our lives in the shallow waters of the Christian spiritual life, right? We, we are like those at the edge of the sea. We put our toes in. We go in knee-deep seeking a little spiritual refreshment from our Lord and when we're really feeling the Spirit, you know, we might really frolic in the waves when we might roll and ride the waves of the Spirit. But not in Holy Week. Holy Week is different. So in Holy Week, we leave the safety of the shore. We leave the safety of our self-centered spiritual lives and we head out into deeper waters. We head out into the high seas of God. And like a, like a voyage that begins on a sunny day, it, it gets off to a great start with Hosanna in the highest heaven, right? It, it gets off to a terrific start. But as the week begins to unfold, the, the clouds of the storm move in and the seas really start to, to rock. And by Thursday, we're in a full-blown hurricane. And then on Friday, disaster strikes. The boat tips over. Somebody dies, and everyone else is plunged into the waters, lost at sea. The first Holy Week was a life and death affair for Jesus. It was a life and death affair for his friends, his disciples, and his followers. And this Holy Week is a life and death affair for us too. It's not religious authorities, it is COVID-19. Now we are not all going to die, but it is nonetheless a life and death time for many in our community. It is a life and death time for all those who work on the front lines in our hospitals, in our elder care facilities, for our EMS people, for all first responders. 
Make no mistake about it. The numbers are clear. People in our greater community are going to die. Now, I do not say these words to be melodramatic. In fact, I didn't want to say these words at all, and I I thought perhaps I just wouldn't say it. Then I thought about St. Paul, who said, speak the truth in love. And I thought about Jesus in his last week. If you read through the Gospels, and you read the last week of Jesus' life, Jesus says a lot of really, really hard things. So the words that I say, I, not to compare myself with Jesus or Paul, but in their wake, I say hard words spoken in love as a warning to all of us to take very seriously what is happening in our neighborhood and in the world. Lent and now Holy Week are actually quite different. In Lent, we are invited in to spiritual disciplines. In Holy Week, we are invited in to Jesus' life. Holy Week is the telling of the last week of Jesus' life. The scriptures are, <laughs> they are uh, unsparing and they are unrelenting in telling the story of the last week of Jesus' life. And to get some sense of the importance of that week for the Christian spiritual tradition, we should all note that one-third of the New Testament Gospels are taken up by this last week of Jesus' life. There is a change. And it's almost as though in Holy Week, Jesus is saying to each one of us, you ask me to be with you in your journey of difficulty. But now in Holy Week, I ask you to be with me in my journey of difficulty. We are to have compassion for his passion. Passion comes from the root word to suffer or to endure. And compassion means to walk in someone else's shoes, to walk in someone else's suffering. We are to be companions in passion. We are to be companions in suffering, and we are to be companions in endurance. We are to cleave to Christ so that Christ will cleave to each and every one of us. There is incredible power in drawing close to Jesus during the last week of his life. It is the irony of the cross that as we move toward that instrument of death, it radiates life and healing. And now is the time. And so I ask you, can you be companions with Jesus in this last week of his life? Can you Walk in the way of his suffering so that you can share in his resurrection? Can you be there, be there with Jesus on Holy Monday? 
when, according to Mark's gospel, he goes up to the temple and he cleanses the temple, driving out the money changers and all of the marketers. And then in John's gospel, he has a meal with Mary and Martha and Lazarus, and he is anointed with an expensive nard. And can you be there on Tuesday when in John's gospel Jesus goes up to the temple and the Gentiles come to him and Jesus says, the time has come for me to be glorified. And can you be there on Wednesday when Judas makes a bargain to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver? And can you be there on Thursday for the Last Supper, for the washing of the feet, for the institution of the Holy Eucharist, for the final discourse and teaching? Can you sing that hymn and go out to the agony of the garden? Can you be there at the arrest where the guard's ear is sliced off and Jesus heals the ear, the last healing in Jesus' life? And can you be like Peter and be the one to follow Jesus to Caiaphas' house where there is a nighttime trial and Jesus spends the night dropped down into a dungeon down below the house. And can you be there on Friday morning when Jesus is brought before Pilate? Can you be there when the crowd yells, crucify him? Can you be there when Pilate prevaricates and then passes judgment? Can you be there when Jesus is stripped and scourged and the crown of thorns is put upon his head? And can you walk the Via Dolorosa in your heart, those stations of the cross as Jesus carries his cross to Golgotha? Golgotha, outside the city walls, a, a rock quarry, a killing place. And can you be like the women? Can you survey the wondrous cross? This can be the holiest of holy weeks. Let's not squander it. You can find more sermons on our website at www.stmarksnewcanon.org.